Welcome to The Daily Drive, a podcast from Ford Driving Skills for Life that delves into teen driving safety tips and instruction. This podcast will also highlight community awareness campaign ideas and personal stories of tragedy that have led to advocacy. We'll have conversations with the people who work to keep teens safe on the road every day. People like traffic safety experts, parents, teens, and professional driving instructors. And with that, I'll turn it over to professional race car driver and the lead for Driving Skills for Life driving instructor, Mike Speck. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life and the Ford Motor Company Fund. I'm your host, Mike Speck. In the early morning hours of March 27th, 2005, Jenny Carter received a phone call that would change the course of her life. The man on the other end of the line told her that her son, Sean, was involved in a single vehicle crash and that he was in critical condition. Sean Carter's brain injury has left him just fine cognitively. In fact, you're going to be amazed to hear his sense of humor. However, physically, he is unable to walk or talk. What followed that crash were years of extensive physical, occupational, and speech therapy. What also followed that crash was Jenny and Sean Carter's new mission in life, which is to make sure that people understand the dangers of doing the wrong thing when driving a vehicle and what the consequences can be. Sean and Jenny are with us today and they're gonna share a little bit more of their story. That's Sean and Jenny Carter up next on The Daily Drive. Hey guys, how's it going? We're good. It's good to see you both. Uh, I can't remember the last time that we had you on a Ford Driving Skills for Life program. I mean, I remember seeing you there, but I don't remember what city it was in. But it's, was it, was it Dallas? Well, it's good to see you. Um, let's get right into this interview because I know there's, there's some good information. Jenny, let's start with you. Tell us about that morning in March. Well, it's the call that no mom wants to receive. And, you know, back in the day, this happened 16 years ago, right? I had a landline, but honestly, I never really used it. So when it started ringing in the middle of the night, I really had two thoughts. Either some drunken fool was making, you know, calling the wrong number or something tragic had happened. I picked up the phone and I had a man on the other end of the line say, is this Jenny Carter? And I said, yes. And he said, you have a son named Sean Carter. And I said, yes. And immediately he said, I need to let you speak to the emergency room physician. Literally the call no mom wants to hear. So you heard from the emergency room yes, physician. What, what did they tell you? Well, he started by telling me all of Sean's injuries. He started listing them off and there were so many. Sean's 
right femur was broken, his pelvis was shattered, his bladder was ruptured, liver and spleen were torn, his right lung was collapsed, his right humerus, the arm, was fractured, both of his collarbones were broken, and then he added, and he was non-responsive at the scene. He also told me that Sean was a Glasgow coma scale three. And I have worked in the medical field all my life. I'm not a nurse. I was always in the administrative end, but I knew that meant traumatic brain injury. I just didn't know how severe it was gonna be. Sean, many people would say that the brain injury that you received is, is one of the worst types of situations because cognitively you're fully aware of what's going on. Your interaction is, is wonderful, but physically that's not the case. Can you elaborate on that for us a little bit? It is now almost 16 years since the crash that left me totally dependent upon my power wheelchair for 10 years. And in June of 2015, dependent upon my big water to move. And it must be obvious now that I still cannot talk. My cell phone is my life. What would you do if you lost your cell phone? All of your phone numbers. Your contact information is gone. When you go to the cell phone carrier, you are told that not only do they no longer carry your phone, they have shifted their focus and the phones they now offer are completely different and they no longer communicate with other cell phones while you sit there thinking about what you have just been told your heart begins to jump out of your chest your palms become sweaty you realize that you are becoming short of breath that was just your cell phone now imagine if it was your brain that is just a glimpse into how life feels to me. I feel like I literally lost everything. That one night took everything from me in terms of my physical body. I never had the physique of a bodybuilder, but I had an active lifestyle. I grew up playing different sports. I had not played team sports in years, but I still kept myself in shape lifting weights and would run. I still work out regularly but I had to modify my workouts to complete them in my uncooperative body. I also like building things with my hands while my cognition is intact. It was so very hard emotionally to accept what my life had become. And every now and then, I will still have moments that I struggle with thinking about what my life could have been had I not gotten into the truck with a drunk driver. Sean, thank you. I, I appreciate you taking the effort to explain that. And I didn't realize until just now that you were had been in a vehicle uh, with a drunk driver. So obviously uh, that's something that we just can't, we just can't do. And it, it's so good of you to share the fact that this is what you did and, and potentially this could be the outcome. Jenny, I, I kind of want to move uh, back to you for a second. March is a brain injury awareness month. And obviously it's a great opportunity to draw attention uh, to traumatic brain injuries. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about traumatic brain injuries that a lot of people might not be aware of? Yes. Um, every year about 
58,000 people die from traumatic brain injury. And there are more than 2.87 million visits to the emergency room each year for traumatic brain injury. So that's a lot of hospitals, or excuse me, a lot of visits that become hospitalizations and then deaths. Sean is just one of those. And I can tell you for every brain injury that occurs, you will, if you know somebody with a brain injury, you know one brain injury. There is no two people that respond the same way with a brain injury. They have different cognitive deficits. They have different physical deficits, but their life has changed so much that the majority of them, I would say, have real problems functioning normally in society again. They always have lost, or they always feel that they've lost their sense of self. And so listening to Sean explain how it's affected him, you can't help but feel inspired that both you and he have continued to push forward. I mean, it's, I know it's gotta be difficult, but you both um, show so much inspiration that way, but that might not be true for everybody. So uh, Jenny, how do people move forward after uh, a TBI like this? You know, I think all of us, all people have to get to the point where they accept that it really did happen. And that's probably the hardest thing for anyone is that acceptance and that this is the way life is. Um, I think we hear that all the time when we talk to other people that are in the same type of circumstances. And it's that acknowledgement that really helps you move forward. Um, we know people that struggle still with that years and years afterwards. And friends, honestly, friends leave because you aren't the same person. You might look physically the same, you might walk around, you might be able to talk, but there's still parts of you that don't respond the same and people just don't understand that. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Um, I definitely, when I first met Sean, it was difficult initially to form that sense almost of commonality, right? But as soon as you start hearing Sean speak, as it were, back, you realize his cognition. I mean, honestly, his cognition's better than a lot of people that I deal with <laughs> on a daily basis. And the sense of humor, again, I know I mentioned it before, but the sense of humor is, frankly, to me, that's the most inspiring thing. But at the same time, for Sean, I think that's part of what's motivated you to continue on this path of, of moving forward. Jenny, I, I wanna ask you another question. Um, I know that you are working hard with the, tech, uh, the Texas Department of Transportation's uh, drunk driving prevention. Can you tell us a, a little bit about this? Yes, well, I don't know if people realize, but Texas has not had a day without a fatality since November 11th, 2000. That's 20 solid years of having at least one person die on the road. And unfortunately in Texas, it's more like two or three a day. Our, um, we just have this terrible problem in Texas and it isn't just 
drunk driving, although that's a big part of it. It's also speed in our state. We have wide open highways and we're allowed to drive pretty fast. 75 miles an hour out in West Texas. and some points it even gets to 80 miles an hour. And um, I'm not saying that, that, that the speed causes the crashes, but if you're not a skilled driver and you're not paying attention, then crashes happen. And um, so anyway, TxDOT has this program called End the Streak, or this it's like their hashtag End the Streak. And we are very fortunate. They have a grant that they have provided to Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. And we actually are sub-grantees of that grant. And through them, we are able to speak around the state well until COVID hit. Prior to COVID, we had spoken in front of more than 400,000 Texans in oh, at over 600 venues, sharing our message and hoping that at least one person per venue might change their behavior behind the wheel. And honestly, from the couple of times that we heard you, Mike, speak at Ford Driving Skills programs, I learned things that I was not aware of behind the wheel. So um, you educated us, or me as the driver, that who knows, you know, how that might have affected or impacted our lives going forward. So hopefully we're doing the same thing as we talk to young people mainly about the decisions that Sean made. And it is real important that people understand that Sean was the passenger fully of age, 22, when this crash occurred. And he did not have that important discussion with the driver that you're my designated driver. My life is in your hands. And that tragically has shaped his life since that day. So Sean, I, this, I'm sure this is difficult, but share with me if you could, if you could go back to that 22 year old self, what would you, what would you change? Well, I programmed the question for, what would I tell myself at 22? Drinking may seem worth it for that one night of fun, but that's all it is. One night. Don't risk your entire life for one night of fun. It could very well be your last night. Or it could be the night that changes your life forever. Being forced to live the remainder of your life in the prison of your own body. Speaking of prison of my own body. Just yesterday. I was getting up from my couch into my walker, and I fell. I am unable to get to the floor by myself, but fortunately, I am able to with help from mom. There have been times before when I've fallen, and we had to call the fire department to come pick me up. My life is hard. It's hard because I was too concerned about having fun and not using wisdom to think about is that of night of fun really going to help my future? Thanks very much. So any final thoughts, Sean or Jenny? Well, I, I just hope that people really think when they're behind the wheel. My daddy used to always tell me that an automobile was a killing machine. And I think we have to have respect for it. I don't think we teach that to our kids, but I think, um, 
those type of things. And really, above all else, for parents, talk to your kids continuously about being responsible behind the wheel and set a good example. You know, there's so many times that kids, they may not pay attention to our words, but they sure pay attention to our deeds. So if we go out to dinner and have a couple of drinks and get behind that wheel with the family in the car, that's an image that will be forever in your child's mind. And it might be the way they approach driving and drinking in the future. We don't need that. Sean, do you want to add anything? Think of me before you get into a car with a friend who has been drinking. Think of me before you drive your car too fast. Think of me when you reach to change the radio station in your car while talking on the cell phone. Think of me and save yourself. Thanks, Sean. Jenny, um, I know some people are going to want to get a hold of you after this. I'm sure people are going to have questions. Is there a, a best way to do that? Yes, we do have a website, When Sean Speaks. Perfect. And you can see it on the screen, whenseanspeaks.com. And there is a contact us. There's also some information about Sean's injury. And there's videos. You can kind of see him in action. So please do reach out to us if you have any questions or you know if you have a traumatic brain injury and would like to just commiserate with someone that's in that boat or any questions about our program, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I got to tell you, your progress has been nothing short of remarkable. The two of you make a phenomenal team um, and again, I, I mean, I can't say it enough. It's just inspirational. So thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Again, that was Sean and Jenny Carter. They've been at our Ford Driving Skills for Life programs before. And like I've mentioned already, the teens on these programs, when they see Sean speak, uh, they're, they're riveted. Um, and Sean's positive outlook on life has carried him through this, of course, with support from his, from his mom. Uh, the Daily Drive is part of the Ford Driving Skills for Life Greater Educational Umbrella. And all of this uh, education is free of charge and provided by the Ford Motor Company Fund, which is Ford's philanthropic arm. If you want more information on either When Sean Speaks or if you want to get information on the Ford Driving Skills for Life program, you can go to the two websites that we mentioned. One is uh, whenseanspeaks.com. And of course, the Ford Driving Skills for Life program is drivingskillsforlife.com. On the drivingskillsforlife.com website, you'll find many resources that help you to become a safer driver. And again, as we mentioned, it's all free of charge. Look, if you're a teen learning how to drive, or let's say you've got your license, we're, we're not talking down to you, okay? That's not what we're about. We're just trying to show you how to be a safer driver 
And we're also trying to show you what can happen if you make the wrong choices. This is Mike Speck signing off for the Daily Drive. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you back here the next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Ford Driving Skills for Life and on Instagram and Twitter at Ford DSFL. You can find a video version of this podcast on our Facebook page or on YouTube. We hope you'll tune in again to this podcast for news you can use to keep teen drivers safe on the road.